Good morning, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. Time for the morning panel. Joined today by London Realtor Marcus Plowright and former Police Chief uh, Murray Faulkner. Thanks to you both for coming in today. Good morning. morning. Yeah, we, we've got the boss of the A team here, right? <laughs> so we have to be good. A team and then the B team yeah, over here. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> Likely C or D, but anyways. Uh, well, uh, we've got a, an overall theme with uh, with AMO in in London this week. Uh, there's a number of issues they're going to be discussing. Uh, two that apply across the province, but also in particular to London, which are I think quite important. That will be no surprise to anyone, which are housing and uh, homelessness. Uh, we'll start with uh, with housing. Uh, on Sunday, federal conservative leader Pierre Polyev uh, was in the city uh, talking housing. He did not speak at this because it's a provincial thing, but he did a, an interview where he indicated local governments are getting in the way of progress and uh, said under a conservative uh, government, federal funds would, could be withheld if more bur- building permits aren't issued. And um, he uh, cited a uh, he would require cities to permit uh, 15% more home building per year as a condition of getting federal infrastructure money. Uh, would this be a good idea? I mean, how do we build? I mean, everyone's, we've got all these hard, lofty numbers of building 1.5 million homes over a 10-year span, which is, uh, it's you can, on one hand, you say, okay, well, yeah, a lot of municipalities, we could maybe do this, but that's a lot of homes in a 10-year span. Um, can, we, can, can we do this? No. no, you can't do it. That's the problem. Don't have the skilled trades. Don't have don't have a lot of things that that we require infrastructure, uh, all that that is necessary to to meet the demands. I see London's uh, according to the provincial government needs to build forty seven thousand units in the next uh, I don't know is it six seven years, which might be possible. The problem is I think it's the type of homes that that are being built that aren't affordable for the vast majority of people that are looking for homes. And I know Marcus, who who is in the real estate business, can articulate that better. But, you know, what's really lacking is is rental units that are geared to income. And And as home prices have gone up, individuals' income have not kept up to uh, the rate of the, that type of inflation. And so there's a huge, huge gap. And it, this, this really does affect... Um, low-income and first-time home buyers that they can't get into the market and there's not enough places to rent. It's estimated that in the biggest, 37 largest municipalities in Canada, that there's only three that if you make $16 an hour, could you afford to live? And so there's a huge gap that needs to be filled with the proper type of housing. That study that you said, I think either two or all three of them are in Quebec, right? I mean, yes, they're not they, in, they're not they're, in Ontario. No, no. Marcus, I think my first mistake was letting Murray speak first, because <laughs> he's in very very difficult to top. Uh, but he's absolutely right. The uh, you know governing is very hard. Um, leading the opposition requires no accountability. So when Pierre Polyev makes statements, he really doesn't have to back them up. He's not looking for a solution. And I believe what we have right now requires a wartime effort. CMHC estimates we need 5.8 million homes in Canada over the next seven years, six and a half now. Uh, That requires an unprecedented industrial strategy as if we were entering a war. Uh, We will never tackle this problem by uh, trying to make adjustments on the fringe. 
Uh, it is entirely an affordability issue. It is entirely um, an inventory issue. So let me put that in perspective. Let's use London as a microcosm. In just Middlesex County, we have 1,500 homes for sale today. I say today, but I'm using July's numbers. 38 of them of the 1,500 are for less than $300,000. Now, to put that in context, six years ago, the average price of a home in London was $300,000. 355 of those 1,500 are over a million dollars. So we don't have a supply issue of high net worth, middle income and upper income homes. We have a supply issue of affordable homes. We have to address that issue. The only way we'll address that issue, not with sticks on behalf of municipalities, but with an enormous federally guided industrial strategy. I see. I mean, there was a story the other day that I think kind of ties into this where Western announced they were building a couple That's, more residences. And yeah. it, because there's just different aspects to it, right? Because you have students who come here. We want to have more students, but they need a place to stay. And if there's not on campus, they go off campus, which then also impacts the places people can rent, people can buy, people can do whatever. Do you have any idea how many international students are in Canada? 800,000. And those numbers have basically tripled over the last seven, eight, nine years because international students' uh, fees are two to three times that of a Canadian student. Uh, the rates are set for if you live in Canada and go to a Canadian university, the rates are set for you. But international students, universities can charge whatever they want. Yes, Western is going to build a 1,000 more units, but they need to. 800,000. And, and of course, that where are those universities? In the big cities uh, where housing is short to begin with for low-income people. So all of these things add up to this, this housing shortage. But I think what are some of the solutions uh, are more important as how do we get out of this jam? Because we know that, you know, we can't, we can't build them fast enough, especially if we're going to immigrate a half a million people every year to Canada, which... which the Liberal government wants to do. Well, I wonder, too, in terms of, like, the solution, like, what we're building, are, are they big enough for families? You know, like, are, are the, like, if we're going to, if we're building up, which we want to do, which we should do, are, are the apartments and these these houses big enough for that if we're, if we have people coming or moving, what have you, uh, that they can have a family and they can raise a family in that? Certainly the, the market forces will build what will sell or is what occupied, what will, what will rent. So, yes, I believe that the market knows and what, what the community needs. The issue comes down to the intensity of building. So an industrial strategy that I reference really relates not only to uh, a labor shortage. We need to resolve that. But an innovation shortage, we can't keep building at the pace and cost that we do now. And we need to find and source a population to assist us to build it. Six million homes in six years uh, is, is tripling uh, our housing rate. How does any government talk about tripling our housing rate of build without addressing the fact that we don't have the capacity and labor and materials to get there or the innovation in terms of design? So I think we need a really radical approach to what we build how it's predetermined, pre-approved, and expedited, and pace is the major 
stumbling block. Governments have acknowledged this. I mean, they've they've all talked about it. But do we do you get the do you get the idea that there's like they truly understand like when like that they're truly understanding this like or are there or they think they are like do we like are we are we are they serious is what I'm asking. Like most things, we need to listen to the experts. The federal cabinet is meeting in PEI this week, listening to the experts to come up with a solution. Um, I do believe that the feds, the current governing government. Um, realizes that it needs a different approach. Um, I don't believe that the conservative leader believes that based on his suggestions that he had here in London on Sunday. We'll take a break. When we come back, more of The Morning Panel. This is The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL. We continue on with the morning panel. I joined this morning by uh, London realtor Marcus Plowright and former police chief. Uh, Murray Faulkner. Um, we talked about housing. I want to talk about uh, homelessness. Uh, Deputy Mayor Sean Lewis wrote a letter last week about the practice of other municipalities uh, sending homeless people to London. Um, I mean, there's two parts to this. How do we stop that so that people who are already in crisis can be in at least familiar confines as opposed to waking up mm-hmm. in an unfamiliar city? Uh, but two, are we... Um, currently on the right path to addressing homelessness in the city. And just so happens we have someone who has played a very central role in that with Marcus Plumright. I will start with you first, Marcus. I appreciate that. Um, I know just enough about this issue to be dangerous. (laughs) Uh, But um, I would like to – I believe um, the the deputy mayor's comments and this issue is taking our, our eye off the ball. Um, we have about eight, you know, the experts say we have about 1,800 people suffering from not having a home in this city. And the the vast majority of them are not severe cases. We have what is estimated to be 600 severe cases of people with addiction and mental health challenges in addition to the lack of housing. So I need to take you guys back for a moment. It's one year ago. We just had the Forgotten 519 finish their hunger strike and uh, they bring attention to this issue literally on our front steps. Thank God these heroes stepped up and woke us out of our complacency. So imagine we're sitting here having this two weeks after that hunger strike ended. A year ago, we three of us get together and we imagine, do you, could you dream a situation where we – make homelessness the number one issue at City Hall, and led by Lynn Livingston, our city manager, who should get a municipal Nobel Prize. Can you imagine 250 civic leaders coming together, uh, policy professionals, frontline workers, and gathering for three full days, over 100 days, to come up with a new plan that addresses this issue in a new way? Can you imagine our citizens coming up with $27 million led by an enormous donation from a wonderful family. Can you imagine we would elect a mayor who is just so talented and knowledgeable and skillful at managing this issue upstream to provincial and federal leaders that he successfully advocates to raise potentially 
$250 million to build infrastructure in our city, infrastructure that will last decades to help serve this population and solve this problem. Can you imagine if we had said that a year ago? Everybody would have called us insane. Well, you're still dreaming. You're still dreaming. It's provincial. No, it's not happening because the provincial government and the federal government has not come to the table with any funds. Listen, Marcus, I understand the issue. I'm grateful for the family that donated $25 million, and I'm also trying to help people raise more money. The trouble is the federal government, the provincial government is hesitant to help London because they know every major city in Canada is in the same boat, and it's all about money. And so Kingston was well ahead of us. They didn't get any funding. BC has been doing different things. Yes, London's plan is is unique. And whether it's people being bussed in or not, we have to do something. But I think I think the expectation by the public, because we have 27, 28, will be $30 million maybe, is so great. But they won't see a huge impact on the street because the issue is so big. With 600 people that actually are in dire need of medical assistance, uh, drug addiction, and mental health issues. This is a huge, huge problem. So even though the hub projection is unique and good, I just feel that that this is such a huge issue that that this amount of money is is just a drop in the bucket, and and so much more needs to be done. So when when I see feds and the province coming to the table with substantial amount of money, then I'll believe it. I guess the question is, if not this, then what? I no. Mean, like, what do you have no, everyone... You, no, you have to do it. I you know. have to do it, yeah. right. But to think that 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 our community is going to be well served by, by $30 million, we need 10 times that to help the people in need. And, and that's the problem I see. Um, and, and so... Uh, I don't know. We don't see great signs from the upper levels of government right now. If I may, yeah. I, I have more confidence than than you do. Yeah, I, I know. I do believe that we will be successful. I do believe that we will see that funding. And I do not believe we have any alternative and we do not have any choice, not just in our community. It's wonderful that the Conference of Municipality, Municipal Leaders is here because we are the epicenter of the solution. It is true that this same amount of money will be required across the country. But we're the 11th largest jurisdiction in the country. So if 10 larger need more than $250 million each and 10 smaller need less than $250 million, this amount of money is manageable. And we have no choice. We've had 40 years of dereliction on this issue as a country and we have to catch up. No matter what, our economy – our soul of our city depends on resolving this. There is no city if we have suffering on our streets. We don't have a city anymore. And we don't have any choice but to solve this. So is this the best plan out there? I, I'm not convinced it is, but you're right. There's nothing else in front of us. What we've been doing for the last 10 years obviously has not been working because the issue is getting worse. And so whether people are transferring from other municipalities, uh, I know people at City Hall, you, the CEO I doesn't believe there's anybody bus there, but I think the, the word busing is a misnomer. I think 
you know, when I w- worked the streets, I know people came from London from other jurisdictions. That happened now. If the deputy mayor is correct when he says, okay, 25% of the 319 people that currently the city hall has identified as coming from other areas actually were brought here by other municipalities, that's, that's you know, almost 80 people. So th- that's happening. The, I think the point is, so what? We have to do something. Does that mean because other people come here from other municipalities, we don't do anything? That no. is exactly the point. Yeah. Compassion is the point. Where they came from is irrelevant. Compassion is a good place to end it. I appreciate you both coming in today.